Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I am your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. And this podcast we are going to be talking about COVID-19. That's right. And we actually talked, Jeff and I did before we started recording about what we should do for a topic. I always have a lot of topics that I've researched and, and, you know, covering various tips and specific, you know, things. But we, we wondered whether or not we should, you know, focus the podcast on coronavirus um, and the resulting disease, which is COVID-19. And we decided that, yes, we should. I mean, it's happening. Everybody is in it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can't ignore the elephant in the room. So it's a bit of like a dystopian time because nobody's really out on the streets really that much. And well, there are some people that there are. are. People. And it's, I have, to, uh, I'll take a minute here to vent my frustration. Go for we're, it. Uh, <laughs> so we're in St. John, New Brunswick, and we're recording this on uh, Sunday, March 15th. So at this point, we're, we're still at a, you know, a handful of cases here in our province. But the government, the provincial government has made the decision to close schools for two weeks um, and then reassess. That is something that I don't recall happening Ever no, in my I lifetime. Can't so it's an unprecedented well. uh, decision on behalf of the government, yet. Even during some snowmageddon, they didn't cancel school like that. And when you. It, <laughs> it, it, my frustration comes from when you go on social media and you see that there are still people gathering, having, you know, playdates with kids and, you know, going out to playgrounds and, and gathering in public areas. And it's. Uh, it yeah. really, you know, all of the good that closing the schools will do in terms of slowing the spread. Uh, will, you know, it'll, it'll lessen that impact by people just ignoring the instructions of the government. It so, seems to be an incredibly infectious disease as well. It's hard for, you know, it's I, it's a hard thing to cut ourselves off socially and to do what's know. known as social distancing. It's not in human nature. I mean... It's not at all. Everything I've ever read about books, you know, on happiness and the source of happiness and the, the happiness, happiest con- communities, uh, mm-hmm. it's all about people who are feeling connected, that that's the most important piece. Well, of, look at Italy. I'm, I'm sure that that's where they live life to the fullest. And now they're com- completely isolated from everything. There's no restaurants. There's no bars. Nothing is really happening there. And and it's, I mean, if, if we're going to look at Italy and Spain as like, you know, h- how far uh, ahead of us are they in this, uh, like two or three weeks? Like, is that what's coming here? Like, I, and I don't mean to be alarmist about it, but is that sort of what's going to happen with this disease worldwide? Is it going to like, you know... Well, let me just, I should say, I should have said this at the very beginning, of course, Jeff and I, anybody who knows us knows we are not medical experts, so we don't have no. any medical expertise, and anything we say is just really a matter of our own opinion. I uh, I encourage anybody who is looking for information and trying to stay informed, I know I like to stay informed myself, but You're to go great. to reputable sources. Yes. Um, the World Health Organization is the gold standard in terms of, you know, um, aggregating information from around the world. And their website has daily situation reports. They're published usually around uh, early evening, our time here in Atlanta, Canada. Mm-hmm. And they'll give you a, a good snapshot. It's, uh, you know, bullets. It tells you where where uh, the cases are, where new cases are, what their action steps are. But they also have great educational 
uh, handouts and things that you can read to get a better understanding of of the virus. How you were it saying spreads. that they have like you know handouts that you could print out uh, for how to deal how to care for somebody with it in your home. Right. So I know at this point we're all focused on how not to contract it, how to slow the spread, but Mm -hmm. we also have to consider what we would do if one of our family members has it and what that would look like. And I think reading, taking the time and reading through one of the handouts on the World Health Organization's website, uh, you know, just search who Corona and it'll, it'll come up. And if you look through those handouts and you see the extreme measures that they say to in order to isolate the person within your home just yeah. to avoid the spread to the other family members it gives a good understanding of how serious we do need to take this and you know you jeff you said earlier about you know are we is is what's happening in italy and spain eventually going to happen here and I personally suspect it will, but I think yeah. our goal is to slow the spread so that our health care system can keep up right um and so, I think it hit very fast and very hard there, and I'm hoping that our government with is being proactive with these you know measures of closing the schools, and hopefully we'll have you know the majority of the people in the community mm-hmm. taking taking that under consideration and and limiting their social contacts and I think all of those pieces will will help i mean it's just one one step that we can each take because there are frontline workers who are nurses and doctors and firefighters and police officers and people who are, you know, stocking the shelves in the grocery stores, pharmacists filling medications. Those workers don't necessarily have the option to, you know, work from home or, uh, you know, remain isolated. So if we have the opportunity to say, hey, I'm not going to go to a social gathering, by the chance that I can maybe help slow or help in some small way, yeah. I feel like it's it's a it's, very little it's we the can right, do. It's the right decision to make. I, I absolutely agree, um, and it, it is to be taken quite quite seriously. And it, it you know it doesn't mean going to your friend's house to have a play date with your you know with your kid and their kid. Well, like, just because just, you know somebody doesn't mean you're not going to catch something. Exactly, them, and there's right? nothing personal there. It's just. Uh, mitigating the spread of this horrible virus. Well, I think, you know, if a month ago, if you had refused to shake someone's hand, you'd get the side eye. But now that's already become an acceptable thing that people understand that we're not shaking hands anymore. And social distancing will have to become accepted as well, because this isn't a, this isn't the short game. We're, we're, this is a long, we're going through a long stretch. Yeah. And you think, uh, need to adapt. Do you think that, you know, we may have to uh, extend the cancellation of school longer? I know you don't know the answer, but can do you... If I have my hand magic you, eight ball? Do you kind of like foresee oh, that? Oh, absolutely. Sort of, yeah. Absolutely. Me, when you look as, at the trajectory... Same as myself, yeah. I've been following the outbreak since it started in Wuhan in... Uh, well, the first cases started in, in, in December, but it really, I think, came to light yeah. in January. And... I, I mean, they are still in the throes of it. So to think that we're going yeah. to pass in two weeks and we still, I mean, I see so many people on social media that are out of the country and they're yeah. coming back in. And I know that they'll self-isolate for a couple of weeks. Those are just the people that I know that I'm friends with. So how many other hundreds of thousands of people will be coming back in? And, and you've got to think about the people who are like, ah, I don't need to do that. Exactly. And you know that there are people like that out there. You know, there there are people who are just stubborn, who don't think that it's something to take seriously, kind of like 
the president of the United States. Right. Really. I mean, come on. He didn't, he didn't take, he's still not taking it seriously. He almost didn't get tested himself, which is ridiculous because he met people that had the the coronavirus. So, and I, we kind of, we went into this saying, let's not be alarmist. I feel like we're coming quite, uh, quite alarmist, but I feel like you should also need to be, you should err on the side of caution. This, the virus deserves a level of respect in terms of understanding the severity of it on the, on the system, even though I know people are saying, you know, the vast majority of people recover, it's just a cold, just, you know, uh, it's like the flu, but we just have to think about our medical system because, yeah. and how that impacts other things. I mean, other not, you know, non-coronavirus yeah. medical activities, yeah. um, other surgeries that are scheduled and, and all of those things will be impacted. So, uh, you know, isolation to me, if we can keep ourselves distance and do whatever we can, then let's do our part. Our isolation has kind of just begun. It's only been two or three days, but we're trying to do different things each day with our toddler to keep things interesting and so that he doesn't get too much cabin fever. Like today we had art day. It was just art. We just did a giant collage of like ripped up pieces out of the uh, pages out of the out of magazines and stuff. And it was fun. Oh, and he loved it and he was looking forward to it. And it's, you know, I think those types of things really are important, especially for our kids. And we've been trying to be conscious of how much we're talking about everything that's happening around our son. And we've always tried to balance making sure that he's informed. You know, I think it's important for him to understand what's going on in the world, Mm -hmm. but also to keep it at a level that doesn't create, you know, a lot of fear because it's unnecessary for them. Um, you know, we, we talk about infection control and, and germs. And mm-hmm. I mean, the way I picture it, I worked in uh, at our regional health authority years ago and infection control was always something that was discussed widely. And even uh, pandemic planning, you know, 15, yeah. 20 years ago, the plans for pandemics were well underway. So, uh, you know, you can feel secure in knowing that our, our health authorities are well prepared for this type of situation. But what do you feel is uh, something that people can do to sort of keep a little bit sane throughout all of this uh, cabin well, fever. Let's first talk about how to keep yeah. insane. Okay. <laughs> in insane terms of in the membrane. Control. I just wanted to give a couple tips around infection control oh, and when, okay. you're kind of, when you're coming back into the house and, oh, and, yeah. and and what to think about. You know, if you look at the, uh, the CDC, and I talked about reputable sites, World Health Organization, of course, and then the CDC is the Center for Disease Control, uh, which is based out of the U.S., but they talk about wiping down at least once a day in your home uh, any doorknobs, any high, you know, touch surfaces. So I feel this is especially important when somebody re-enters the house. So, for instance, Jeff went out for a walk today, and when he came back in, I you, you almost I, one way to do it is a picture the person had if they had if they were already infected. Well, if they had red paint on their hands, yeah, and they walked in the door, and you basically picture where where would there be red paint based on, yeah, and it's the light switch. It's the doorknob coming in. It's, you know, turning on the taps. It's the top of your soap dispenser. Mm-hmm. It's the flush on your toilet. You know, the what handles you s- on your on your tap, the top of your faucet. Um, what do you say to people? Because there are people out there that think, well, that's just, that's just a little too much. Like, that's too much. But it, it truly, truly isn't. I think you know? what I would say to those people is if you had a surgeon preparing to do surgery on you mm-hmm. and you were watching them get cleaned up, what would you say is too much? Yeah. Would you want them to be thorough with their hand washing? Yeah. Because you would understand that one germ yeah. can mean a systemic infection. And 
if you picture it in though in that frame of reference, I think it gives you a better understanding That's for right. the importance of infection control. It's it's widely reported too that people who are younger tend to uh, recover quite quickly from the, from COVID nineteen. But the problem therein lies is is that you could transmit it to somebody who could then actually pass away from it. Right. So you you may as well, uh, you know, act like you could die from it, you know, or, or your loved ones, because, you know, you want to be able to be very safe with it. Yeah, right. We all have responsibilities as potential carriers, mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. if we ourselves are not sick, uh, you know, we can definitely transmit it to people who are, I know the elderly population is a strong focus, but also people who have compromised immune systems. They could be undergoing cancer treatments or people who have existing uh, heart conditions or respiratory conditions such as asthma. You know, I know we have friends who have those types of conditions who have expressed a lot of concerns and are just sort of, you know, begging people to It'll be interesting because I know we talked about, we talked about the possibility of doing more of these COVID-19 podcasts just to, because it's going to it's going to be mutating it's going to be developing in different ways it'll be interesting to see where we are in a week or two weeks from now you know from this podcast as to what what it is that we're discussing discussing not disgusting um but yeah <laughs> <Brain Anyway. slip. laughs> well i think it's a it's a very interesting if not terrifying social experiment to yeah. see how people are reacting and you know following the conversations online People mm. wondering what degree of isolation or social yeah. distancing is normal or acceptable, acceptable, worrying about, you know, hurting feelings. Um, I, I, I kind of I've moved past that. I don't care how how crazy people think that we are. We are like as a couple being as far as how strict we are with with like combating this virus. I think it's I think it only makes sense, you know. Like, I don't care what people think anymore. It's our safety and the safety of our loved ones around us and our friends and everybody else, the human race, really. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see what those conversations are. And, you know, there's a lot of real positive messaging coming out, too. People saying, you know, to remember to be kind. Yeah. Um, I went out to do a last run of groceries on... Friday. I've been stocking up for weeks, getting just, you know, not panic buying, but getting a few extra non-perishables. That's right. So you don't have to keep um, going out. I think I mentioned them. that last in the last yeah. episode. No, and, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> there's only so much you need of, of toilet paper. I know that's the thing everybody seems to be focused on. But you don't want to be that, you don't want to feel weird when you go out to just buy your regular dose of toilet paper. And then people think that you are panic buying toilet paper do you know what, do you know what i'm saying oh, no, by I that i think it's the people with the shopping th- carts full but stores yeah. are limiting no but you could just be too. going out just buying your you know you just need toilet paper but people are gonna think oh look look at that person they're just buying like all the toilet paper up you know <laughs> even though you just need one <laughs> package of it you know anyway it's uh <laughs> it's interesting it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all how it all turns out i think so too and i think focusing on the positive when they say whenever there's you know even a uh, a tragedy, uh, um, whether it's you know nine eleven or the Boston Marathon, Boston Marathon bombing, you know yeah. people always say look for the people who are doing good, and there is a lot of good being done. I see groups you know that are sort of coming together to try to organize food for kids who may have depended on you know getting food from mm. their schools and the schools being closed yeah. so you know i know that we have an especially high poverty rate in our city so watching groups come together to do those types of things and trying to focus on the positive 
aspects of humanity in times of crisis yeah. is something that can help us stay sane. It's interesting because, you know, um, they started off locally basically saying don't uh, don't be in, in groups of people over 100 or 120 people or something like 150, that. 150, yes. 150. But that's slowly going to decrease because just today, Chicago or Illinois, the, whole, the entire state of Illinois, all bars, all restaurants are closed, you know. So how long before you go from 100 people to like, oh, maybe all these bars and restaurants should close where people congregate, you know? Well, I think once they went, once they've made the decision to close the school systems and they've, and That's they've, it. Exactly. and they said, you know, in terms of social distancing, they're saying two arms length yeah. or about six feet, you know, depending on the source of <laughs> reference. Um, but I mean, that's a fair distance between people. So it just, if you can avoid gatherings, why not? So absolutely. In terms of staying sane, uh, yeah. focused on the insane, right. uh, <laughs> all the things that I, I like to think about, but you know, doing fun things with kids but also keeping an overall structure i think for your family and your kids is really important i agree i think anybody who suffers from um you know mental health issues or even people who have gone through you know um having a newborn baby and how you know your sleep is disrupted and and your overall routine gets disrupted routine is so important for mental health and yeah. structure is important for kids in general. So having, you know, that, that's something else that's been circulating around online that you can Google is having a daily schedule and yep. and keeping up, you know, things like... If something's on your mind, you should articulate it with your loved one. You know, Don't right. keep it inside. Oh, well, yes, absolutely. And yeah. then in terms of a structure, though, you know, having a certain time that you get up, um, mm-hmm. having out, outside time, because, you know, we spent some time outside. We are, we're lucky enough to have a, a fenced yard that we can go out and spend some time outside and yeah. and still sort of be, uh, uh, you know, isolated. But exercise is important. Fresh air is important. Um, and there are ways to do that without interacting with other people. Absolutely. And, you know, keeping, you know, some structure to having some educational activities with the kids so they're not just doing, you know, all screen time, Mm -hmm. uh, keeping, you know, a certain lunch time. They're used to a school day, if you have school-aged children, with, you know, set times for certain activities. And I feel like it's important to keep some normalcy is to have that structure with them even if they're at home, not treated as a snow day for we've got weeks we've, on end for uh, new listeners or old listeners will or loyal listeners will know that we have a seven-year-old so what we've been doing i know I, I touched on it before we had art day today well tomorrow each day will will be a different theme is what i was thinking it would be a fun thing for him to do right like tomorrow maybe art or math day and then the next day will be like spelling day or you know each day spend like two or three hours or whatever it is on one particular task and then hopefully that that kind of kills a little bit of boredom, you know? Well, and it's a great time for, you know, we have technology at our disposal and we should, we should definitely be using it. There's a, a lot of websites that have come up with educational materials that are free, you know, free access that yeah. you can access with your kids and set them up to go through those. So, you know, it's a time to be able to make use of our technology and also to stay connected. You know, as adults, we're staying connected through social media and that's important, but we should think about our kids and you know we talked about today we want right. to set up some virtual play dates right you know we have an only child so there's a good chance that it could be quite a while before he's interacting in, with in other school. kids yeah i know and that's so, a hard thing that's a really hard thing so, he's not admitting it right now he's like no i'm fine 
but no, like, well, I, I think it'll eventually days, get to them. Right? It's early yeah, days, right? Yeah, it's only two or three days that we've been kind of holed up, you know. And, and and I have heard of other families and other couples and and people who are single or whatever. Like they're all they're all taking it seriously, which is really really admirable of people to do. I feel you know you got to take this stuff seriously. You got you got to really actually stay. <laughs> So it's isolated great, and it's a great time to be creative mm-hmm. to find out ways like like I mentioned we're going to figure out a way to do some virtual play dates yeah that's gonna be and, great and uh so that you know so that the kids can have fun with that and see each other and uh and so we haven't got our heads around exactly how that'll work uh, but but we'll yeah. get something figured out and maybe give you an update on the next episode on how how that how that plays out and see if there's any I'm sure there's some tools that exist online to help with that type of thing oh they could play with it you know the you know we're hats come onto their heads and I don't even know what the heck it is Instagram or something you know what I'm talking about right Snapchat Snapchat oh, yeah well maybe it's Snapchat well you know like when they smile and then oh yeah bubbles come but up but even or... just having you know set up we often do in the in the workplace we'll do virtual meetings where yeah. you can see everybody and they're sitting in their respective boardrooms and you're sitting yeah. in yours so there's no reason why you can't do that with kids a bit absolutely but set it up as in in a and you know as for play so mm-hmm. we're, we're going to look at how we can set that up and, and do that play xo they could do that virtually yes you know things simple things like <laughs> so that. so we'll come up with something and yeah. we'll we'll definitely update you because i feel we get so focused on our own social needs as adults that we sometimes forget about the social needs of our kids and realize that they need more than just us to you know yeah. to stay occupied and engaged speaking of keeping yourself occupied when you're an adult there is a a lot of uh you know online resources where you could you know you could check out uh museum museums and stuff online i know you can do that and you can get yeah like uh, a virtual you can virtual do tours, virtual that's tours it. of the world's most famous museums so yeah yeah that's that's really cool i saw some and then there's circulating uh, on that the the korg korg which is a synthesizer company and moog how do you spell that korg k-o-r-g okay yeah and uh they've made their uh chaosolator which is pretty cool free for musicians because they feel like you know if you can't go and tour and stuff maybe you could just have some fun with this for free so so what does it do it's just like a it's like you use your finger to make different like beats and stuff and you can just play with it for hours kind of like garage band sort of thing Nah, kind of more of like a synthesizer that you can pretty much control with just one finger Okay. <laughs> Which and is really can you interesting. Record it or you can record it and save it and so share it. So how does it. someone find that? They just search K O R G. Just yeah, just go to K O R G and then get if you have an iPhone, which I do, is, is you just go. It's called the I Chaosolator. It's called. Am I, are you yeah. gonna spell Chaosolator? K I O S S A I O L A T E R something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff also made a playlist. Oh yeah, pandemic did, yeah. playlist. Music to get through a pandemic with, right? Or something and, like that. and that's on Spotify. I actually shared it in our Instagram stories, and maybe we um, can share it somehow with this podcast so people can click a link. I don't even know if that works, but yeah, yeah, I'll I'll see if I can do that too. <laughs> You're the wizard with the. <laughs> but what's stuff. it called? Uh, what, what, silent. Is, uh, you had a name Silent of it? time or something. I don't know. Just go oh, to. Sorry, I put you on you the can spot. Find it online. <laughs> Anyways, I can't remember what it was called. It's a great playlist. So it's a great time to, you know, take take advantage of the time to be creative and try to look at some of the positive things that are yeah. coming out of this. So I, I'm always a glass half full kind of person. <clears throat> if you, you know, fast forward through the first half of this podcast where it's yeah, very glass don't... half empty. I, I do like to focus yeah. on the positive Me too. aspects I, of things. And I'm very positive. 
So person. having some time to reconnect, you know, with your direct family uh, is is great. Having you know, time to do home renovations. I see a lot of people online doing mm. Insta stories about just tackling home renovations if yep. they've got the supplies in or just doing decluttering. Or just going out cleaning. and getting a walk in some 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 open spaces, you know. like Right. Taking I, the time to meditate, focus on solitary uh, activities mm-hmm. and just reconnect music. with themselves. Listen to some music. Like I've been I'm very much enjoying diving into the vinyl collection. That's been great. And you guys have been enjoying it too. Well, I think you have. Anyway, most of the music. There was one time when I, what, last night when I put on that. Oh, D- by you guys, Dvorak. you mean me and Hawks? Well, you, you enjoy the music too, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, you said you guys. I didn't know if you were talking oh. to the listeners or to, to oh. me. Oh, yeah, I meant you and Hawks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did mean you and Hawks. But I put on that Dvorak uh, classical music remember you were trying to read and it was like i feel like i'm oh, in it was this like, like musical score for like an action movie or something yeah that's it was <laughs> it was quite distracting for reading it's funny i have a hard time reading to uh any music that has strong vocals this didn't even have vocals but, but it, was, it was difficult it was to just read so too. dramatic that it was hard to stay yeah. con- concentrating on what i was reading yeah um but yeah it's a great time to catch up on books oh yeah i've been reading and we've all been reading. We're going to read after this, actually, we've decided. And and it's an un, it's an interesting time to, I guess, appreciate the importance of connections with our with our friends. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a it's a bit of a sad time to to know that there's going to be a period of of space and time between our, our future gatherings with the people that we that we love and that are close to. But I agree. I am so thankful on the positive side for the technology, for social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I saw a post, somebody, I don't know if anyone has watched uh, Love is Blind, which is on Netflix, but if you're, you know, got some time oh, on your yeah. hands and are looking for it, it's actually pretty Crazy interesting. Show. But it's essentially the concept is people date uh, initially uh, in pods so they're not able to see one another but they're able to talk to one another and there was some you know people said in a way it was almost so it was preparing us for the pandemic oh yeah because of the social the the nature of that social interaction yeah where they could only hear one another but they couldn't see each other face to face so i I thought that was kind of an interesting observation of that particular show that's a show that's both a reality show and a like an obvious social experiment as well to see what would happen if if two people couldn't see one another could they fall in love is love blind you'll have to watch it to find out (laughs) (laughs) i liked it it was good yeah you Binge watched it for I, sure. I completely did. Yeah. You didn't even finish it, I don't think. I didn't, no. No. Yeah. But if you like reality television, yeah. then. <laughs> what can you do? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we're going to, we haven't really dived into, you know, watching, binge, binge watching television programs. We're just more like kind of taking it easy right now, but I'm sure we will get there. Netflix will be our new best friend, I think, for a while. I think you so know, too. Watching some, catching up on some movies that we're way behind on. And there's a struggle, I think, with, I, I know here locally, with supporting local businesses. That's been yeah, a struggle. Yeah, that's a struggle. Because, you know, you, you, people are are, uh, are being cautious and, and staying isolated. But there are some creative ways people are coming up with to support local businesses. The gift, the gift card one was Ra- Yeah, smart. one of them was, you know, you can go online, so you don't even have to leave your home. But you can go online and buy a gift card to support local business now. So, and then, and then then you have something to look forward to down the road. You can use the gift card down the road and go out to dinner, but it might help, you know, smooth their cash flow a little bit and, uh, and support them as well. And if you are going out for essentials, I mean, we all, 
need to get some groceries and uh, true you know some you can consider going to some of your smaller stores not necessarily the great big box stores you you know if the if there's local coffee shops they sometimes will sell coffee in bags mm-hmm. the same way you would purchase it in a in a larger store so that's right there are some creative ways to still limit your exposure but if you're going out and buying some essentials some may argue whether or not coffee is essential, but I don't think that many people would argue it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> most people. I don't drink it at all, <laughs> but some people can't live without it. But I think uh, you know, if you're if you are going to go out for those for those items, then consider buying them maybe from from one of your local establishments rather than the the bigger box and stores. And just yeah, and we and we, I guess uh, one of the things too that we just want to express wholeheartedly is to all of our listeners is just stay safe. You know, just stay safe. Just right. make uh, common sense decisions to uh, mitigate the spread of this crazy crap. You talked about music. Another option yeah. too that you know, lo- musicians who are not, not able to tour because of the pandemic obviously are going to be strongly affected. A you lot can look of, at uh, yeah. you know purchasing online music. Uh, well, yeah, and a lot of uh, bands because they can't tour are just doing like are just doing one-off like videos and just putting them out for free like of concerts right. and well stuff. and that but and then there's no also there. music available for purchase as well oh, yeah. so it's a great way to support oh, yeah. them you know because it'll be a difficult economic time absolutely for, for uh particularly for anybody who depends on an audience right yeah so yeah. okay well i guess this is probably our first official episode that was focused exclusively on the coronavirus uh which is which causes covid19 and remember we're not professionals we're just giving you our perspective basically you know yes and i think it'll be an interesting time capsule to have some of these episodes to to reflect back back on on. and, and see where we're at and uh where we've come from so uh stay tuned and you know what a great thing to do if you're holed up at home catch up on past episodes of infoquench catch up we've got lots of them a whole stockpile so <laughs> you know get all snuggled in and uh listen to your favorite podcast okay thanks for listening everybody bye-bye bye-bye Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till next time. time.